Hi, welcome back, everybody. This is Nate Johnstone, and I'm here with Paul Anderson. Hello to you, Nate, and hello to you people who are listening. Yes, hello. Hello to all. This is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast, and we are, well, we just started last week a, um, a series called Fueled by the Future, and we are talking about the concept of our life today being motivated by what is coming next in the future, being fueled by, but also um, being a, a source of, well, a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Knowing the reward is coming in the future, um, heaven is coming, rest is coming, that's a big one. Um, I remember my dad, you know, growing up, the one thing I saw about my dad is that he worked hard. Mm-hmm. My dad worked hard. He had to work hard. Work was hard. He had a second job for a long time. And then on the weekends, he worked hard on the cars and the lawn and the house and all that kind of stuff. He, he just worked so hard. Yeah. And I remember one time, I don't know, no idea how old I was, but I said, Dad, I wish you didn't have to work so hard. I just felt bad for him, you know. And he said, it's okay. Someday I'll get to rest. Mm. And so... You know, I didn't think of it at the time, but looking back, I see that, that mm-hmm. idea that, you know, I do work hard, mm-hmm. but part of the thing that gets me through it is knowing that one day I will rest. Yes. Um, and I think that's powerful. And we talked last week about how powerful it was when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's looking forward to the cross. Um, and by looking forward to I mean he sees it coming. He's not yes. looking forward to it in the sense of, hooray, yes. gruesome yes. death. Yes. Um he is, he is anticipating, would be a better word, the cross. Um, and man, he does not want to do it. And the, it's the physical pain, obviously, that he knows he's going to go through. But it's the emotional and spiritual pain as well. I mean, he's about to take the, suff- the um, sins of the entire world upon himself. Mm-hmm. And the judgment and wrath of God for those sins upon himself. And the separation from God that results from all of those sins upon himself. So it is a... It is not going to be a good time these next couple days. And just amazingly, he says, if it's at all possible, could we change the plan? Mm -hmm. Is there there any way else we could do this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know the father is like, no, there isn't. Sorry. Mm -hmm. This is the only way. Mm -hmm. And Jesus humbly and lovingly says yes. And it says because of the joy that was set before him, he endured all of that. Mm -hmm. He endured it. It wasn't fun. He didn't love it. You know, sometimes going around in life, you say, how are you doing to someone? And they say, oh, I'm doing great. Oh, really? What's going on? Oh, you know, I have cancer and I lost my job and my kid's a prodigal. And it doesn't sound like things are growing great. And it's it's not. They're just lying. (laughs) Because religiously, they believe you have to say things are growing great, even when they're not. And the reality is, I don't think we need to be fake. I think we can say, you know what? This is a really tough time right now. Yes. But praise God, I know he's with me, and I know he's going to help me get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to not have to put a mask on with mm-hmm. each other to say, oh, I'm fine when we're not at all fine. Yes. Um, but to acknowledge it, and yet in a healthy way, um, but see the hope that is set before us, the joy that is set before us like it was with Jesus. Um, so why don't you take it away there, Paul? Yes. I know you have a lot of other thoughts on this. I shared last week from 
1 Peter 1.13, where Peter, when he finally got it, this matter that suffering was a part of life, and that we're all called to suffering, he said, set your hope fully on the grace that is coming to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we don't set our hope on what's happening tonight or tomorrow or next weekend or this summer when we go on vacation. Our ultimate hope is the return of Christ and the setting up of his kingdom. And that's what we put our hope in. And when we put our hope in that, then we are able to cope. And so I'm reading now from Hebrews chapter 11, because Moses caught this theme that we are sharing in these five podcasts, fueled by the future. And I'm reading from Hebrews 11, beginning with verse 24. We read, By faith Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Isn't that interesting? Choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. Why? For he was looking to the reward. Moses could have had any princess he wanted. He was the prince. Mm -hmm. He could have had the, the wealth of Egypt, the most powerful nation on the planet mm -hmm. at that time, and he chose instead mistreatment. Whoa, what's going on? <laughs> he was crazy. Yes, he was crazy, unless there's something ahead of him that's far, 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 far better. And it says he was looking to the reward by faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured, there's that word again, that important mm -hmm. word endured, as seeing him who was invisible. He could see God, mm. and he could see, he glimpsed into his future with God in eternity, and that enabled him to embrace mistreatment, mm. to embrace shame, when he could have had it all, interesting why he said, uh, rather than to enjoy. We said Jesus didn't enjoy the cross. He endured the cross because of the joy set before him. He Moses didn't take the joy of the pleasures of sin. Sin is pleasurable mm -hmm. for a season. Mm -hmm. But then it fleets. It is the fleeting, he says, the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach greater. So he's an example to us of this glorious theme that life is hard and we endure because of our future. We are able to endure. The, enj the enjoyment comes in the future. Of course we're going to have joy in this life. But the real true hope that uh, that that we're anchored in is we're anchored on the rock, that eternal rock. That rock is Jesus, and we're anchored on that hope in eternity, and so that enables us to go through this this day, this month, this year, the difficulties of this life, looking forward to eternity. Isn't that wonderful? Mm -hmm. It's a great theme that we have here.
I uh, I had a, a difficult year at Luther. I came from two years at Dallas Seminary. I was influenced by a guy named Hal Lindsey, late great planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Hal Lindsey uh, at UCLA and went to Dallas to the surprise of my father, who expected me to go to Luther Seminary. I eventually did go to Luther Seminary, and I got all the all the answers at Dallas and all the questions at Luther, and they didn't match. <laughs> and it was a difficult year. Mm. Very difficult year. It was in many ways confusing. It was hard. I was going into the ministry, and I didn't feel at all ready for the ministry. And I struggled. I had times of fear where I didn't want to raise my hand, where I felt uh, in darkness and uh, in real difficulty. <clears throat> Someone shared with me some statements. Uh, of faith, uh, identity statements, like, mm-hmm. I am a child of God, therefore I love myself, and I am free, Christ has set me free. I would say those over and over again. I was so weak, I was so broken, I was so needy, that uh, I, I needed that. And yet, <clears throat> something was else was going on, because when I was called then, 26 years later, to come back and direct the work of Lutheran Renewal, Dick Denny, who was the lay leader of Lutheran Renewal, said to me one day, Paul, you missed the meeting. And I said, yeah, I missed the meeting. I uh, should have been there. He said, yeah, you should have been there. And I said, you're right. I should have been there. And he said, well, Paul, you really should have been there. And I... (laughs) (laughs) Sheesh, man. Yeah. What's (laughs) what's the deal? And he said, well, Paul... Uh, many of the pastors shared it was when they were at Luther Seminary and they prayed with you in your room to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that that changed their life and it set them on a course. And I said, Dick, I don't remember one of those. And Bill was standing by, Bill Pratt, and he said, of course you do. You you prayed with me on, our, on your floor. I said, okay, maybe I remember that one, but I don't remember the other ones. What encouraged me was I was just struggling to endure. I was just struggling... To make it, I wasn't very happy, and and yet, God still was able to use me. It gives me hope for people yeah. who are going through very hard times. Life can be very hard, yeah. and we don't want to say, "Hey, ease up." You know, we don't want to. We don't want to try to talk them out of the pain that they're going through. We we want to weep with those who weep, as we yep. rejoice with those who rejoice, and in doing that, and with them, we help them to bear that. Sometimes we can't enjoy, and so we can endure. Mm-hmm. And I was enduring, and wonderfully, God was choosing to use me. In my, in my state of weakness, I've never felt so weak. So I want to say that can give me hope for others yeah. who are in, in difficult times, and that you can be fueled for the present, looking to what your life is going to be in eternity. And that hope, that living hope that Peter talks about in 1 Peter chapter 1, gives you the ability then to cope with Mm -hmm. today. And we, I think we all need that. I think we all need coping mechanisms, whether it's day-to-day life or whether it's the big stuff, the hard stuff, the the pits that we fall into, um, from time to time, whether because we walked into it or because we fell into it, mm-hmm. um, we end up in a place like you were in seminary, where it's just, you're lost. 
mm-hmm. just lost and don't know how to get out. Yeah. And knowing that God is there, present with you now, whether you feel him or not, he's there, and you can know that by faith, and you can look to the future and know that this isn't going to last. Mm-hmm. And I, those are the two things that help me, knowing God is present with me, whether I feel it or not, and knowing that it's not going to last. There is a hope. There is a future that's much better. Heaven isn't about enduring anymore. Yes. You know? And and so the enduring act stage of our life is very brief mm-hmm. it's only this entire life on earth right now and paul calls that entire life light and momentary yes because in the light of eternity you know let's say we live to be 110 let's be generous okay well eleven thousand years into your eternal life in heaven that 110 years is nothing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's like one percent yeah um and so this life on earth is very limited and momentary, fleeting. I like the word fleeting. Mm-hmm. And if we remember that, for me, it helps to remember that, to remind myself of that when I'm in an enduring phase. I remember when in Japan, I was a stay-home dad, which is not how I ever saw my life going. Yes. Okay. I had been a stay-home dad for three years, and I have a newborn and a two-year-old, three-year-old, and I'm in Japan. I don't know anyone. Um, all the spousal support groups and everything are for ladies. <laughs> so I went to a couple of those and I didn't go back because it was just awkward. Um, I mean, I get along well with women, but it was it was clear that I was not helping them out <laughs> by being there. Let's put it that way. So I, I felt very lonely, and it, it was an enduring. It was a season of enduring in a lot of ways. I was depressed. It was tough, but it gave me hope to know that, hey, this is temporary. God God is bringing me out of this, and worst case scenario, heaven's going to be great. And I think that's what Peter is talking about, and I think that's what Paul is talking about, too. Because, again, he's talking to people who, they, they might be dying. I mean, they were being persecuted extremely, extreme persecution, and death, mm-hmm. and lighting them on fire and stoning them and all these kinds of things. And so for them to say, look at heaven, it wasn't a far off idea. Like heaven might be next month for these folks. Mm -hmm. And so that you need an incredible amount of strength to stand up and go outside when you might get stoned. Mm -hmm. And so this hope in the future, this hope in heaven is a pretty powerful coping mechanism if it could help those people and it certainly helped me i have a friend that often says the best is yet to come mm-hmm. frank sinatra <laughs> that, that I, I don't know did he sing something like he did that? he did it's a good song okay well the one that uh, said it to me is alan langstaff mm. and um he's he's even older than i am and uh he keeps saying uh, to me, Paul, the best is yet to come. I love it because it points us to the future rather than to the past. Those who are looking to the past are in trouble because they're saying, if only, if only things had been different, if only this hadn't happened, if only this did happen. And those who are looking to the future 
are not saying if only. They're saying what if. They're dreaming. Mm. Yeah. We're saying, oh, what if, what if Jesus comes tomorrow? What if this turns around? Yeah. What if she does get healed? Yeah. What if God comes through and touches our finances and things change? It's what if is a faith statement. Yep. If only is a victim statement. It's people that are being victimized by their life. And and you can't possibly change the past, so it's fruitless. Anyway. It's fruitless. I, I People say, uh, you know, under the circumstances, I'm doing okay. And I want to say to them, although I probably shouldn't, what are you doing <laughs> under them? You don't have to be under them. Even if, even if it's very difficult, you're still, mm-hmm. we are people of faith in the midst of terrible suffering. We are people of faith. Yeah. We're not, uh, we're, we're victors, we're not victims. And so we're not looking back and saying, I, I, I wish it had been different. No, we're saying God is going to use that. He uses everything. Like my friend Dan Seaman said to me once, he says, Paul, God doesn't waste anything. I remember that. I think it's true. Yeah. He takes even the compost mm-hmm. and uses it for this flower that's going to be springing up. So... Uh, I don't have to say uh, this was a waste because God, all things, that verse that we hear so often, all things truly do work together mm-hmm. for good to those who love God. And then the ultimate, of course, that touches the immediate. Once, once I really embrace the ultimate, then I can deal with the immediate. I can deal with the present, knowing that in eternity, my... It's going to be yeah. blazing wonderful. Well, so what we're really talking about is changing our mindsets. That's it. Changing our attitude to reframe. I mean, the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, mm-hmm. not just the renewing of your theology or your belief or where you go to church. <laughs> the renewing of your mind, how you think. Mm-hmm. The patterns of thinking we have is what dictates our life. Yes. And if we can reframe, if the, we can ask the Holy Spirit to please transform us and renew our minds, he will answer that prayer. I guarantee you he will answer that prayer. You may have to keep praying it for a while, and you have to stick with the program, but he will definitely answer the prayer, and he will help you transform your mind so that your mindset is towards eternity. And so that your mindset becomes not if only looking back at your past, but it becomes what if. Yes. What if is a really powerful question. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful phrase. I've been thinking about what if all day. Hmm. And it's, I want. I, I, if I were, a, I wish I were a songwriter. I really, I'm a worship leader, but I wish I could write songs. I'd love to write a what if song, like to people who are struggling and to people who are enduring or trying to endure. Yes. To write a song to lift up your eyes and think about what if, what if next week is when you get healed. Mm-hmm. What if next week is when the prodigal comes home? Mm-hmm. We don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be soon. It is. It could be it any is. day now. We yes. talk. We talk a lot about revival, about the next great awakening that is coming. We think soon, and I feel it mm-hmm. in my spirit mm-hmm. coming. And although I don't see it yet tangibly, mm-hmm. like with my eyes, I know it's coming, and I like to keep it in the front of my mind. And sometimes it doesn't. When you when you pray for things for many many years, as I've been praying for the the Great Awakening since I was seventeen, um, 
there are periods of time where it falls kind of towards the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I try to actively keep it in the front to think about, it. hey, it could be tomorrow. It could be oh, next week. Right. We need to work. We need to work hard. We could have, we could have a hundred Somalis show up next Sunday. Mm-hmm. We need to be ready mm-hmm. to disciple folks. We need to be ready. We need to make sure people aren't going to react in a racist way. We need to make sure people are going to love them and, and care for them. And, and so, you know, as a pastor, I think about all these things. Um, but I think what if is a powerful question for everybody. And I think it's a much more biblical question mm-hmm. because the Bible, especially Paul's writings, but Peter too, as we've been looking at, continues to poke us to say, hey, look, anything is possible. Keep looking to the God who can do all things. Um, asking what if questions and then bringing those what if questions before the Lord and saying, hey, what if our community looked like this? What if we could make a difference to the people around us in this way? What if that were possible, God? What do you think? And I think when we ask God those kinds of questions, I think he just smiles. He says, I like the way you think. Because that's the way God thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, God doesn't think, woe is me, the cross was so horrible 2,000 years ago. I'm still in pain about it. And I still can't give it up and get over it. No. Jesus dealt with those things and he mm-hmm. got over them. Mm-hmm. And now he's helping us move forward. Yes. Forward into the future and not back. Like it. But it's a struggle because for many of us, our mindset is not that. Our mindset is to look back or look down at ourselves right now in the present and not look up or forward into the future. And so it does take, it takes a change. It takes a change of attitude. I'd like to turn that into a prayer. Please do. For our people who are listening, for ourselves and for them, that we will allow God to make that change in us and renew our minds. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we present this to you. We know that there are people who are listening to us who are struggling. Some are discouraged, despondent, have uh, either dug themselves into a pit or have fallen into a pit, and uh, they don't like this pit stop. They would like to get out, and they don't know how. They don't know what's going to change. And we pray that you would allow your scriptures to burn in them that living hope that Peter spoke about of eternal life with Jesus Christ and the Father and the Spirit. And that that hope would so burn in their heart that it would color their uh, present circumstances and it would cause them to have cope because they have hope. We bless them with the ability to let their mind be renewed day by day and walk in a way that brings you glory. And that when they can't enjoy, they can still endure like Moses as seeing him who is invisible. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come back next week and we'll continue this conversation. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.